0: This is the Firefly 2, it's a pretty awesome vape pen, holds about half a gram per bowl. Uh, This is actually really fine grinded so this is going to smoke really nice. Uh, Yeah it's nice, Uh, I wouldn't say it compares to yours but... uh, you know, we got this green light going on right now. Okay, it's I have heating a green up. light too. This is PAX 3 spin. There you go. Yeah. So PAX. This podcast, is, <laughs> this, this podcast yeah. is sponsored by PAX and Firefly.
1: <laughs> soon, soon to have sponsors. So does it light it up just. You have a green light?
2: Green light for you?
0: Wow. <laughs> Didn't really get Yep. Yeah. yeah, I got it. See, yours blows like a lot more vapor than this one. Like, see, she got a little hit, but like that. Did you want to try mine? Yeah, I'm down to try yours. (laughs) (laughs) I'll soon be upgrading to one of these guys. Don't worry, don't worry. I mean, it feels like an old cell phone.
2: (laughs) It looks like an old cell phone.
0: It's definitely an old. It works, Vape. very flavor, it's flavorful. It's flavorful.
1: All right, well, we're not here to talk about our smoking, but um, we went to MJ Bizcon. We did. We did, let's talk about <laughs> that because
0: it was awesome. Um, <sighs> but let's talk about Cipriano first. Oh
2: yeah, let's talk about Cipriano.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. Hey guys, my name's Cipriano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually on the other side of the camera. <laughs> Um, but I am, no, say I uh, yeah, used to be now, usually now, 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 I'm on this side. I you got I'm your voice. Side. I got my voice now and it's thanks to uh, Craig and Colette and Jeanette that I'm able to get my voice back. Just all the experiences that I've been through in this company has been amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely helped me come out of my shell and I've been, uh, you know, retracted for a while. So it's it's good to be out here and have a voice how did you Um, get here how did i get here um well i found you guys on linkedin (laughs) LinkedIn. (laughs) i found them on linkedin i applied i showed up on a suit i know right i showed up in a in a suit with my tie and you know my slacks and dress shoes and i interviewed actually just outside of here by the pool area and I was like, is this even real? (laughs) Like, am I even really interviewing for like, like, I feel like I'm getting punked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) when is the cameras going to come out, right? And, uh, you know, they um, thankful for hiring me on the spot. And I'm glad to be here because I want to talk to people about the benefits of cannabis, both medically and spiritually. Um, There is a recreational side to it, which we all agree on, but you know, surviving cancer and using cannabis as part of that treatment process definitely has given me the, um, you know, the energy and the want to push the agenda forward to make this legalized federally and have safe and quality products for a lot of people. So, um, so you
1: skip over that. I mean, you got yeah. cancer diagnosis at 19? Uh, 20, 22. 22.
0: Yeah. So I turned 22, got diagnosed with cancer right after graduating from UCR, um, no one saw it coming I didn't see it coming the physicians didn't think anything about it they're like dude you're 22 you're a young guy like there's no way you're gonna have thyroid cancer like the odds are in your favor and uh surely enough I was gonna cancel the uh the ultrasound but I started feeling like this tingling and some pain there so I was like you know what I should probably get this checked out and I did and uh, two days later they kind of expedited a biopsy and that's when they found out it was cancer. Wow. So, it was, it was a tough period for myself and my family. I was really fit back then, dude. I mean, I could run marathons, like, you know, just show up and run them, actually. And, uh, you know, it was so rare, so unforeseen. But I do believe that everything happens you, for a reason.
1: You kept it from your mom for a couple of weeks.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah. Tell yeah. me about that. So... My mom lost her parents to cancer before um, because of smoking, so Mm -hmm. secondhand smoke from my grandma's side, and then my grandfather passed away for smoking as well, cancer. So we didn't tell my mom right away because we knew the news were gonna, the news was gonna hit her harder than anybody else. So we kept it from her and we slowly started dropping like hints, kind of like letting her know like, hey, this is kind of what's going on, you know, and then we fully we fully blown told her that I had a cancer, and that was very unfortunate for her to hear. <clears throat> uh, you know, we both teared up, but uh, you know I'm here now, healthy, so blessed to be here. Um, <clears throat> the process was difficult, you know, not just telling my mom, but it was like right before my brother's birthday in September, so that kind of like, you know. That was a sad reunion because everyone that showed up to the party was like, you know, we can't really celebrate because you have cancer. So it's like, how are we even? Like, it wasn't even a party. It was just like a, and I felt the energy, and it was more just like a reunion. And yeah, people were dancing, but it wasn't like. When you get high, you just
1: time flies. So now it's <laughs> yeah, dark. Sure. It's like, man, how long were you telling us <laughs> this story for? Yeah, a couple hours. My life
0: isn't real. <laughs> I mean,
1: this, the episode has been this, interrupted because if, you're an in, if you like an internship here and you know how to operate camera gear, we literally died on our hidden microphone packs there. So we're back. Change of scene.
2: Change of scene.
1: Sips all the way back to your birthday party.
0: Yeah, so it was my brother's birthday party in September. And uh, so since my family found out about the, uh, the cancer, they came over to the house, but it wasn't really much of a party. It was... You know, the energy was definitely different in the party. Um, you know, we usually dance and have a great time, but this time the dancing wasn't happy, right? It was just kind of more like a distraction. And, um, you know, I felt the, I felt how everyone knew. And then that's kind of like within the same time frame that my mom found out. So it was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't very exciting. So that happened and, um a few weeks after that, in October, I had my surgery, and that was that was uh, it was crazy. Uh, got there around five in the morning, and that's when I went under. And when I woke up, I was like, I was. I remember I was like laying down, and I was like, "What the? Where am I?" And uh, I tried rolling over to <laughs> grab my phone, and the heartbeat meter just went crazy, because even though I was on painkillers my body still felt the pain so it kind of put my heart into shock so my family was like no 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 don't move just stay there like don't contact anyone just stay where you're at and yeah I was there knocked out came out of it and then um, went home and it was crazy because for the first time ever like a nurse came in to the room right after the surgery that night and said you have to take this medication because you don't have a thyroid no more so You have to do this for the rest of your life. So definitely, definitely a life-changing event. Um, And then a couple months down the road, in December, I had my radiation. So um, I was isolated for three days. And that experience was in itself (laughs) like like out of a sci-fi movie. Just because, you know, walking in, it's like, you're in the radiation room, as I would call it, and the people that are giving you the, the medicine, it's like not even themselves do they want to touch the radiation. And prior to that room, um, you know, I was on this strict diet that really, really, uh, you know, messed me up. Um, it, uh, I was deprived from, my, from food, so I was on a point system. And I was also deprived of my thyroid medication so essentially I was in a way dying for that time period because I was restricting my body of the nutrients and the uh, hormones that it needs to live and that was horrible for me so I supplemented that with uh, cannabis a lot especially at night and it really really helped me out just get through that trial And then when I walked into the radiation room, as previously stated, you know, it's like a sci-fi room because they take out this crazy metal-looking box. And in that crazy titanium-looking box, there's another circle that's like, (laughs) you know, two layers of metal. And they, you know, they kind of twist it and they pull it off from the metal box and here's like the metal cylinder. And in that cylinder, they untighten the cylinder and then the pill's right there. And then they kind of, you know, drop the pill, the pill into, you know, the plastic, you know, the little cup. And they're like, here, take this. Don't drop it anywhere. Make sure it goes directly in your mouth. Don't bite it. Just swallow it, you know. Uh, if it gets anywhere else in this room, it's infected with radiation. So this is what you're taking into your body. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. And like within three minutes, five minutes of me taking it, they get the little radiation gun, and they're like, "All right, you know, it's working. It's in your system. Like we're picking up radiation, so we have to isolate you." So I was on premise, and they took me to these uh, like village houses, and um, I was isolated by myself for three days, and um, the experience was horrible. So when you take it, um, it's like you're, you know, you start salivating. Mm-hmm and uh, your appetite isn't really there Um, you feel really weak even you know more than you would with the restrictions i was already having and just memory was completely off um just i don't know just i felt i didn't feel myself um, very weak um isolated and at the same time, just grateful because what was once inside my body was removed. So if I had to supplement it with radiation to just get me over that hurdle, like <coughs> I didn't mind and I ate the food and the food just, oh, just made me want to throw it out, but I didn't kind of fought the feeling. and. You know, to this day, I still can't eat white rice by itself. Like it has to have some sort of salt (laughs) because if it's just white rice, it just triggers me because that's all I had prior to my radiation and during my radiation. Chicken breast, if it doesn't have any seasoning or salt, same thing. Triggers me. Um, The only thing I actually came out alive with was ginger ale, so I can still kind of drink that on occasions. But even then, just like if I get a whiff of it, it just takes me back to (laughs) the mind space and it's not the place to be. And I was picked up three days afterwards from my family. But it's crazy because when you're in this town, you know, people come with like this hazmat wearing suit and the gun. Right. So it's like you're literally a walking atomic bomb, man. Like it's like they're literally walking in a radiation field and that's the way they're dressed. And that's the way like, you know, they knock on the door, they ring the doorbell. And then they, you open the door and then they're like, all right, we need you to stand like, you know, X amount of feedback from us because you can't be anywhere near us, right? So you do and then they take out the gun and they're like, oh, yeah, you still have radiation. You're going to stay here for another two, three days, you know? Wow. That's essentially what happened every morning, you know, my breakfast and then my radiation reading. <laughs> so that was, that was not the move. That was, you know. Then you go home. <coughs> yeah, I went home right after that. So after my third day. Um, I got released because uh, they said that my radiation levels were compared to that of a microwave. So it's like you know you can kind of be around Oof. people. <laughs> and then uh, I got this paper that says if I ever go into any like federal building or airports, I need to show this paper because I'm a trigger like all sorts of security things in there because they think I'm i I'm taking in a bomb or something because of the radiation that I'm giving off. So and I had to carry still car- now. No, no, no. During that time. It was like 90 days afterwards. Like, yeah, we need you to carry this paper with you. So in case you go to like jury duty or like if you were planning on traveling and you set something off, people don't think you're a terrorist. (laughs) So, you know, this is the type of thing I was putting in my body. (laughs) So I go home and I feel like shit. I feel more weak than ever. Um, I still haven't taken my medications. Um, I haven't really had the right nutrients. So my mom, bless her heart, she makes like the best meal that she knows how to make right when I get home. and she presents me like the soap is, and I can't eat it. Mm. I can't eat it, just smelling it, and took one bite, and I said, I can't have this. And uh, still feeling really, really weak and nauseated. I told my mom, like, hey, um, is it okay if I smoke outside? And, uh, you know, that was the first time I ever heard my mom, like, yeah, go ahead and smoke, like, outside that J. Like, you know, before it was kind of like, yeah, you can do it, but, like, you know, she would kind of be like, okay, if it's going to help you out. But this time, man, she didn't even think about it. It was just like, go and do it. Yeah. Go and do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I did. I went outside, sparked the J up, smoked a lot of it. And, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of reflecting while I was out there as well, just of everything that has happened, you know, from the surgery to the radiation, and just like, just how my whole life has literally changed in front of my eyes. And walked back inside. You know just finally get to eat i finally get to eat like not this stale like zero point system food but i actually get to eat some real food that was great (laughs) you know i (laughs) ate like four of those things awesome had a great time finished my plate and uh the saddest part was that anything that i touched still had radiation so essentially that plate would have to be thrown away um You know, if I had to go to the restroom, I had to, like, follow certain procedures so, like, you know, my piss wouldn't get on the floor. Because if it did, then the floor would be contaminated with radiation. If I showered, like, had to make sure I showered a certain way and that water didn't splash in certain places because then it would have been contaminated with radiation. So it was like that for about 30 days. So what I would do is I would do all that and then I would bleach everything out after every use, just bleach everything out because I didn't want my family to be contaminated with yeah. that radiation. So I was essentially yeah. in my life for 30 days. <laughs> a lot of bleach, so. Well, then what the hell are you doing on LinkedIn?
1: Finding, like, how, <laughs> like how, how, are you looking for a cannabis internship?
0: Like, dude, it's a movie, man. It just fell into place. <laughs> I was literally just scoping LinkedIn and I read the job description and I'm like, is this really, like, is this really happening? Like. It's LinkedIn, (laughs) like, okay. Clicked applied, sat on the video thing for a little bit, and then it just kept popping up into my life, man. I kid you not. Like, there was this voice that was telling me, do the video, do the video, do the video. And I was like, I guess I'll do the video. And I did the video, and then I was like, I got an email right away, and it's like, hey. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I got the interview, right? Like, cannabis, okay. I mean, I smoked it, but I never really thought I'd be working in it, <laughs> you know, like in this type of form. And here I am, just a walking testimony to the fact that it has so many benefits, both medically and spiritually, Yeah. which is something I experienced it, you know? I literally experienced that, which I thought was by accident before coming here, you know, by praying. And I connected with the higher source, I really did. I connected with God. And back then I thought it was because I was so close to death by having cancer that he lended his ear to me. But I never thought of it that he was always there with me, you know, so that was a beautiful experience. And medically, well, we all know that, you know, it helps combat cancer and then just all the radiation that I went through just how it suppressed that without really taking any pills that would messed me up more than the radiation already did. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And then to come here and to know that this is what we're doing, it's like, wow, like we're gonna change people's lives for the best. Mm. You know, it's we're providing them with a plant. You know, it's a plant. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not it's not radiation. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know pills that are made in some lab. It's a plant that's been with us for thousands of years. There's nothing wrong with it. But yet, the stigmas behind it, man, is so horrible that it took something like cancer for my family to open their eyes to something like this. You know? Yeah. So. Wow, man. Yeah. Some good and some yeah. bad in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. That's,
1: so yeah, we're going to introduce more people from the team. And SIP's a big part of this now. and. Um, Cancer. I mean, even you showing up here right after, you know, then my wife finding out about cancer and her on RSO now, even more yeah. tools and resources that we have than you had back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. that this stuff is, is healing, but it is. But the fun yeah. part about your story as you're sitting here, and I was just like, I want you to hear this. Um, I didn't know you wrestled with the fact to make the video. The only reason I put the video on the application is because nobody reads directions. Mm -hmm. And I told Tristan, like, don't look at anybody's stuff if they don't do the video. Mm -hmm. And so your voice, which is what you were, you know, there's a voice you're listening to, but then a voice that was like even restricting you from being here. Like I hired you on the spot after your story, but like I already knew, like when I saw the video, like that's all it took. And then even to us to do this podcast twice now, like, Clint and I don't need a second chance at like speaking more, you know? <laughs> so I just think it's like, oh, we just, you just shared all this. And we're like, fuck, like we, we, we don't have it recorded, but I think it's even more like God's prepping, like, cause it's getting better and more. It's your story's amazing, but the more you talk, the more you share, the more you see, like, all these puzzles fitting and why you're at the yeah. chair right now. Seriously. And it's yeah. that's where I'm like, it's fun to go on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> like, to go like, on LinkedIn. So if you want to apply, like, send a video in. And, um, yeah, yeah, send the video. Simple. will respond to you now. We will respond. Send the HR? video. You head of HR now? Huh? You head of HR? Is I you? am the director uh, of HR now. <laughs> yeah, that's the final say, say. I get the final say. <laughs> so, all, right, all, right. all right, well, let's... Um, awesome <laughs> so good and we've been joking about this being yeah. like a movie vegas felt like a movie so mm-hmm. as we talk about, yeah,
2: talk about bizcon
0: yeah that was a movie bizcon we're, we're, was
2: magic honestly like there's no other way to describe it it like just to see us in our little our little love nest as i called it because everyone's just like and I, I'm a little bit weird about personal space, I would say. like, I, I'm on the spectrum of like, it's eh, a little too personal space for me. Um, so to set this up, and there's five people laying across this tiny little booth, and they're all <laughs> bumping into each other as they're getting up and getting down. Yeah. And so for me personally, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is way too crowded. This is not going to be comfortable for anyone. And then just to see the way that people just like dropped in and it's like you look around and it's just
1: give them an idea if you haven't been on social you haven't watched something they're listening
2: Okay, so it's the biggest convention center in the world, I would imagine. I don't even know. I've not been to all of them, but it's humongous, right? Dubai the biggest, probably has a bigger maybe one. Maybe Dubai has a bigger one. It's yeah. massive. And then it's booth after booth after booth after booth of data, technology, marketing, extraction, wholesale. Data, technology, marketing, extraction, wholesale. It's just, that's all there is. There was a handful of brands there. There was a handful of people doing cool stuff. Um... But for for the most part, it's just business. And even that, like the guys, the people walking around, a lot of them were just white dudes in blazers. Like that was the crowd.
1: We had one of those guys. We had
2: one of those guys. I love him. He's he's the best. So yeah, it's just like, and then you see us where we got pink pillows on the ground and we have um, you know, headphones and eye masks and the light. And we're just sitting there. And it's like, if you step, like there's a moment that I had walked away and I walked back and I'm walking towards our booth and I, Can kind of see it from a distance and it literally is just like a little love hub and it's just a little cozy comfy sweet spot in this whole place and that's what everyone kept saying like your booth is so interesting Mm -hmm. you guys are so different and they'd be Mm -hmm. like why are you here what are you selling and we're like oh we're not selling anything then why are you here oh we just wanted to remind people that cannabis is spiritual and one guy literally looked at me and goes wait so you're just here to be nice to people yeah yeah you're not and i was like yeah
1: that's, that's it that's exactly what we're doing and yeah. like it
2: just blew people's minds yeah. and so like once
1: oh and some we had the smallest booth in the convention we tried to steal our neighbor's booth they weren't having it <laughs> they weren't
2: having it <laughs> well, we that the was right that coming. we shouldn't
0: have invaded we almost um, got away with
1: it <laughs> I, 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 we're close too um
2: we didn't try to steal it they, we, they came really late and we just thought we would spread out if they weren't going to show but they ended up showing
1: we were in row 9100 and 9200 was like the exit yeah and so we were yeah. so far from such a massive show but then such as like you said a tight booth and it was it was fascinating it was i mean it's fascinating to me to see people not remember cannabis put, takes you inward.
2: Mm-hmm. The, the cool part that I saw was like so many people that you could tell were like the OGs, right? Like they were smoking weed in the 60s or 70s, like, you mm-hmm. know, older generation people. And they would walk by and say, what are you guys doing here? And I would just say, oh, we just want to remind people that cannabis is spiritual. And they'd be like, damn right it is, Like without even a hesitation. Yeah. And so the the nature of the plant in the history before now, and even as as most recently as, You know, I would say even up to the 70s and 80s, it's like there was, even up until now, there is a huge culture of people that know and believe the spiritual capacity of cannabis. But all of a sudden, because it's now legal and it's because now it's an industry we just have completely blown past that. Mm-hmm. And so the cool yeah. thing about it is like you don't have to choose one or the other. You don't have to say well it's either spiritual or it's an industry. It can be both. And if you bring the conscious awareness that using cannabis in a spiritual practice brings to your life to your cannabis business, then all of a sudden we start changing not yeah. only our industry but other industries as well. And so our position as far as trying to start an organization it's all based on vulnerability and authenticity. And so When we're sitting having a team meeting, we're in our truth, you know? Like, we're really identifying with each other as human beings, not just this is our intern or this is our head of HR. (laughs) Who knows what he is, but today he's one, tomorrow he's the next. But it's like, it's so much more than just a business because it's conscious. And I think that that's where the spiritual aspect of plants, I mean, it's amazing to connect to God and connect to source Mm -hmm. and, like, to have these profound experiences. And it's still so much more than that. It's finding the the spiritual power and bringing that to the human existence
1: So, what was it from your guys' perspective, we had a 15 minute audio of Colette's guided meditation that you could do with or without cannabis. And then we'll talk about the light later. Um, But so all we did was simply, and this is, uh, we just asked people to sit on a pillow, put a head mask on and listen. Mm -hmm. So what is it about, You know, it was your meditation that then cannabis, would you say, enhances, it aids? What's the cannabis doing in that? Because some people said, why can't you do this without the cannabis? Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of those places to do this. But what adding this to this spiritual stuff, what is what is that doing? What is that? What is that doing? where where people are, seem to doubt, is that doing something weird? But I feel it. Like, he felt it back in the day. Why are we not able to trust that? Because this doesn't...
2: Why well, You're asking two very distinct, different questions. I think we're not well, able to trust it. you answer it. both? I can. Yeah, I will. Yeah. We're not able to trust it because we're culturally conditioned to not trust it. We are literally... Like, that's the biggest part of this is that I hope that through all this effort that we're doing is that we just spark an awareness of the fact that we are not aware of so many things as a culture, as a people group. Like we don't even know how deep the cultural conditioning from Reefer Madness days is built into our DNA now as a culture. And so it's so we're we're literally pushing against this generations of stigma, right? And that's really oh. what it comes down to is the stigma. That's why people don't trust it. The other aspect, so then to answer the other question is like what is the cannabis doing? In my experience is that Cannabis makes you aware of how you feel. And so if you can pay attention to how you feel, then you get profound insight because you actually can give your body an opportunity to express. And so a lot of the stuff that I talk about in some of my teachings or, you know, blogs or whatever I'm working on, all the weird things I do, but like, is that you have to go through the human layers in order to get to that spiritual depth. And so a lot of times people don't even know how to go through the emotional human layers, they don't know how to feel. And so the cannabis, it does increase your awareness. And by having a guided meditation, you stop the mind from running down the rabbit hole, which cannabis can stir the mind energy. So you need something to kind of keep the mind focused. And the guided meditation will keep the mind focused, but it directs your attention into what you're feeling. So all of this stuff that I talk about in my cannabis meditations, you can feel it without cannabis. You can meditate. Absolutely. You should meditate without cannabis. Yeah. But it's just it, for people that either struggle to meditate or struggle yeah. to slow down or struggle to go inward or struggle when they smoke weed to only be in their head, using a cannabis meditation connects them to the body. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we carry so much emotional heaviness and emotional burden, whether we're conscious of it or not, that it's impossible for us to embody the spiritual essence of our true self. And so the cannabis allows you just for a second to just put down the heaviness and just connect to something yourself first and then to something greater.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting because you said... So... I brought cannabis to the podcast. If you're listening, there's cannabis on the couch, on next to Colette. She's been smoking this whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like no, saying, I was like, <laughs> if we're gonna talk, like, why wouldn't we? We're all sitting around a couch that has some lights on it, but it's <laughs> we're in the living room. And so for me cannabis it's like oh this is a podcast we're shooting today you know you ask like do i have to be camera ready i'm like oh i gotta get out of sweats wait do i No, we can wear sweats but um i did dress <laughs> up but um so when i took it it wasn't like yeah let's like go do this and puff out so we're that like badass it's interesting what it does because what colette just said if you play that back is everything I just experienced sitting here, listening to Sip's story a second time. I already heard his story a first time. I've heard it like the day I hired him. I've heard it shooting a video that we're making of the story. It doesn't get old. And it's like, oh yeah, tell a story again. But it kind of sucks when you do have to repeat a story now and like we've done it and it doesn't feel as good. But I'm listening to it now because this felt like sometimes you just get locked in on a subject or a wall or a stair. Oh, he's stoned, that's so bad but I was like locked in so much to it. And then it was like that realization that I felt God gave me about the voice. It wasn't like, Oh, I need to jump in and do this. It was like, I saw you and it, yeah, it felt like you, you kind of attached to something that you go, no, we're connecting here not doing a podcast and with cannabis at our booth or with cannabis, we didn't have it technically at our booth, but when you put people in that environment, um time they took the headphones off i was always like guys like stop talking clutz like trying to bring everybody in we only have four <laughs> spots it's like just silence versus like we we're going to like a 3 hour line for this other thing that's another story yeah, but it's, it's like be with these people when they wake up right. so what was that like when you saw people take their eye mask off or saw people just come back to conference world
0: well a lot of reactions were like wow wow, I just I've never had that type of meditation before. Like, I went so inward and so relaxed that it's like there's a conference going on, but I'm not here. Like, my body's here, but I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were happy. Some of them came out crying. Some of them were just like, like, what did I just experience? Like, you know, like within these three ranges, it's like everyone who came out, Always wanted to know who the, who the voice and the, and the, you know, and the MP3 player was. And it's like, yeah, this is her. And it's like, we do this live and, you know, we do this with cannabis and they're like, oh my God, really? I need to go talk to her. I need to go thank her. <laughs> and then they would kind of wait there. And then it's like, is it? And then, I mean, you experienced it. And they would go like, hey, is this your voice? And you're like, yeah, that's me. And then, you know, boom, like people loved it. Man. People loved it. Yeah, it was great. Kind of like my first experience when I walked in. You know, to your, the, the studio, I was like, okay, we're doing this. All right, this is part of my internship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what did you think? Yeah, tell us. We haven't heard this one.
0: Oh, dude, it was like, I was like, yeah, we're going to go meditate with cannabis. So I was like, well, I never really meditated that well, but I have done cannabis. So. <laughs> <laughs> 50% ain't bad. So 50% ain't bad, right? So I walk in, and uh, yeah, you know, it's like, like, part of me was like, yeah, you know, I'm smoke. And then the other part was like, all right, all right, let's see what we can do with this. Like, I I know my mind wonders, but let's see how this goes. And then just hearing you guide, like, you know, like, feel this, listen to this, you know, notice this in your body. Like, if your mind wanders, come back to it, right? Like, that really helped because... I just like you can feel the energy like in the cannabis, which a lot of people can, which you said they mistaken for anxiety sometimes Mm -hmm. or for other things. Right. So with that, it's like I was able to control like the energy of it instead of just kind of like, you know, before when I would use it recreationally (laughs) or medically. So that was that was great. And then just coming out of it, it's like you're still high, but you're not really high. You know, yeah. because like you said, you burned off that energy. So it's like, wow, yeah. that was different. That yeah. was completely different. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a great yeah. internship. <laughs> we just, yeah.
1: I wanted to ask, I just, I have this sense that that's going to be off. Can you just check that zipper it? Really? Like, cause yep. I'm, I can't get up, but. Um.
0: Yep. Everything's on. Okay. Volume's on. Oh, right, cool. Yep. All right. You're good.
1: Got it. Um, <laughs> I'll make a note to Matt. we stop or to cut what is your sense at the booth when spirit god favor magic i just those are words that come to my mind <laughs> yeah. what, how do you describe it
2: um yeah i mean i feel like you know as we've done a lot of this work i've continued to stretch myself and push myself out there more and more and one of the biggest things about all of these cannabis meditation things is that I felt like <clears throat> my teaching was only effective with cannabis, which we've talked about before. Like, people would only have these really cool experiences in meditation if they had cannabis in their system. And so in the middle of that show, to have people that did not have cannabis in their system in such a short meditation time come back to earth and be so deeply moved... Um, it just couldn't have been anything else except for God. And then the fact that I messaged you like four days before the show and was like, Hey, can I re-record that meditation? Cause I think I could do it better. You know, like that's my perfectionism showing up. Um, and he's like, no, it's fine. Just trust it. And I still to this moment have not listened to that meditation. And so it's just funny how God just continued to show me through that whole experience that like, we are not doing this. And so as long as we just keep showing up and keep seeing people and keep inviting people into conversations that are vulnerable and that are safe, then God will do all the rest of the work. And so it, I mean, it was literally as if like a beam from heaven was just descending either upwards or downwards, who knows, it's all the same, but like from the center of our booth. And there would be people that would be like, I don't even know how I got here. I just wandered away from my booth and then here I am, or You know, one girl said so many nice things about me and that she saw me. And then she just started wandering. She didn't even know where I'd come from. And then she found us. And it was literally like it was pulling. The energy was pulling the right people to us. And the ones that came and sat and felt with us and connected to us were just, it was profound. Like it just, it couldn't have been anything else except for God. And even the ones that walked by but didn't necessarily engage or they you know, walked by and maybe took a pamphlet and said, "What are you guys doing?" But didn't actually stop and sit down. Like, there was just so many people that kept saying, "Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here." And they would be like, "Well, who's funding this?" And I'm like, "Well, we are," you know. Like, and it's just like they, well, he is. Like, you just couldn't even no, like.
1: No, I don't know who's funding we this. We don't know who's funding I mean, it, it's, but it's just it it's, comes
2: in and it and it's like the the work that we're doing is bigger than us. It's bigger than cannabis. It's bigger than all of it. But like for some reason, we are blessed and and encouraged to keep going in this interesting and unique weird way.
1: Yeah, after <clears throat> Vegas, the the biggest thing for me was replacing weird with God because mm-hmm. it's so weird and it's so God it's because so God. I've never Yeah. and I've seen I've been a part of God-like things in God-like spaces and like never like this. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-mm. Never. Like Like and And we're not we're not like we we've (laughs) like I just met these two people next to me, really like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that like (laughs) what we're seeing and being a part of and experiencing together and you know there's a lot of people like I think like you sip that are like me and Colette as well. Like We've just maybe flexed the muscle a little bit longer now, um, where we've been afraid of our voice or been afraid of our power or been afraid of what's inside of us. And I was so long in all the wrong rooms in the wrong spaces and afraid that I was just this guy. And I think Vegas for me, it was like, I launched this by flying a plane over Coachella so eventually I could attract people like you because it's like this guy's fucking crazy enough <laughs> to go do this. Like with Nolan, my son there, and his friends whose mom let us take her kid to Coachella and dad's flying a plane. Like it's all crazy <laughs> and it's all God. And it's like we haven't been posting a lot on social media. We haven't done what we're supposed to do to build whatever. and We're doing all the right things and we're listening to the, the right source and... So Vegas, for me, it was, like, it was like a second launch where it was like, oh, the idea flushed out. But the idea was nothing in April. It was like, I don't know. I've been stirring. Like it's all your weirdness, godness as well of like, of like what do we do? But we got to do something. And what does it look like? And it's bigger than Christians. And, it's, and now it's here. And it's spiritual. And it's a category. And we announced it. And we're running after it. And but so from, we didn't
2: create it, you know, that's yeah. the other thing is like, looking back, like so many people have used this medicine to find and to connect with God. And so it's not, you know, you had said something at some point, it's not, we're not replacing God with cannabis, which if anyone thinks that, no. that's, you know, yeah. that's so silly because it's not yeah. what it is, but like,
0: exactly.
2: and you don't have to use cannabis to connect to God. Of course you don't, but you don't right. need anything to right. connect to God. Yeah. You don't need anything. Because you have everything that you need to connect to God inside of you. But we live in a distracted, overstimulated, incredibly culturally conditioned world. There's been so many studies that have proven that our human evolution is not really ready or capable to handle the amount of technology that we have. Our brains are physically, from an evolutionary standpoint, not capable of dealing with this much stimulation. And we're creating more stimulation right now. Like this is literally what we're doing. We're creating brain stimulation for you because we're all... Like this is what we hunger for. So the connection point to God is inside of you. It's not in cannabis. Cannabis is not the end all be all, but the church isn't either, and a doctrine isn't either, and a deck of tarot cards or a crystal or whatever else it is that some people would ascribe to as being a part of a spiritual practice. It's not for everyone, and we know that, but I'm saying for those that are open to hear the call, for those that are willing to see what would come up for them if you smoke some weed, and sit still and see what happens just see just feel like (laughs) uh, feel your body feel your emotions (laughs) feel your feelings that's what we did in vegas so that's Um, what we did in vegas and it was mind blowing and And honestly i feel like vegas was very affirming and like i'm I'm just so grateful for the way that we were received and just like the way that our team showed up and the way that we were able to just hold space we just we held a personal and intimate space for other people to have an experience, and in that setting, because it was so contrasted against the rest of the environment, it just landed with people. Um, and we, I had this one guy that came every single day mm-hmm. to come yeah. and meditate, every yeah, single did. day, he, he came did. back three times, he's like, ready for my daily dose, you know, and it's like... Yeah,
0: the last day he came twice, I yeah, remember that. I <laughs> yeah, he... Yeah. it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, the whole thing. It, it.
1: it said keep going. Mm-hmm. It said keep mm-hmm. going further down this road. And so, and, it keep, and I kept hearing like new people are, are listening and watching. And um, so, yeah, we'll talk next time about the light because the, then there's, wait, cannabis and a light. Well, they use lights to make cannabis, but this is a different light. And we brought it for funsies. Uh, that's, yeah, we brought it for fun to the show and decided kind of last minute, felt led totally was led to bring the light and so we'll talk about that next time because if you keep listening and you want more weirdness remember
2: replace the word weird with god
1: cannabis spiritual thanks for listening and watching
2: see you next time
0: thank you